for all of you expecting the show to come out on April 2nd, April Fools got you all. I wanted to do something random like that, and so I did. Got you all. April Fools, April Fools. You're listening to The Whip. Hey everyone, my name is Phil, and it is not Saturday, April 2nd which would have been the time, the date that I would have normally posted another show. And it's not 2.57 p.m., which is the time that my shows usually start off, if you listen to my shows when they initially come out. Um, anyone who ever looks at all those um, collages that I send out there know that I usually always post at 2.57 on the Saturday, every Saturday. That's the day I usually use. But the simple fact that April Fool's Day, or April 1st, happens to be on a Friday, I couldn't resist the temptation to actually do an April Fool's joke for my show. And the fact that the topic that I originally said was going to be the topic, that's not even the topic today. How about that? Not only is it a different day, a different time, But it's also a different topic. So if you were slick enough to have actually caught up to the fact that the show came on on Friday versus Saturday, which is when it's supposed to come on, congratulations to you. You figured out my April Fool's trick. But to that benefit and to that note, you also will discover that the show is going to be completely different than what I actually even said it was going to be, which makes it even more fun for me. I went completely the other way. You would thought that this show would have been on Saturday and the subject was going to be the subject, but I figured, mm, nah, we're not going to do that at all. It's going to be completely different. And I'm going to enjoy every second of doing this show. Probably going to be my favorite one, if I had to guess. Not that I didn't enjoy doing shows from time to time that jumped out at me and said, wow, that was better than I thought it was, patting myself on the back. But this one... This one's going to be probably my favorite one to date. Not to say that I'm not going to have shows that are better than this one. Not that I'm going to say that I'm not going to have shows that are worse. But for sure, this one's going to be fun for me. And so, hopefully you enjoy it. Let me give you an idea of what you're about to hear. The main event today is going to be based on an old show. Not that I've produced, but an actual television show that I found fascinating to no end. And it works really good for April Fools, too. So I'm going to kind of go with that as well. Now, that show is called Beyond Belief, Factor Fiction. It had the guy from, yeah, Star Trek. Imagine that. I'm taking something that a Star Trek guy did. Um, well, don't forget the fact that he was in Star Trek. Uh, John Luke Picard's number one guy was the host of the show for the longest time when it was on. And the concept was pretty cool. He would be um, set up and they would show stories. And the whole point of the stories was you got to decide for yourself as the story went on whether or not what was being offered was actually true and actually happened or it's something that they just wrote and just to confuse you to see if it was like that. So that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm going to give you a fact or fiction about myself. I'm going to tell you some random stories, or I'm going to be perfectly honest 
and give you full facts. Now, each one of these stories or slash statements, because I'm not going to go as far as to just make up stuff and make you think that, oh, that was actually the story that you were going to tell. But sometimes I'm going to just give you a random fact and I'm going to stop with that fact. And at the end of me giving you all these stories or slash facts, I'm going to give you a little bit of time to f decide for yourself whether or not I was telling you the truth or it was something I just made up. And I'm going to tell you right now, April Fool's is all about giving people those little jokes here and there. And so some of this stuff is 100% accurate and actually happened to me and other stuff just came out of the creative imagination of this guy here talking to you now. And I think it'd be fun for you to sort of take a minute after um, I'm done telling the stories and just sort of figure out which ones are true and which ones are not. But at the end, I'm going to let you know which ones were and which ones weren't. And I think this is so much fun. And I hope that you enjoy it as much as I enjoy making this show. Enjoy. Here it comes. Main event in two seconds. Ding, ding, ding. It's main event time. Like I said, this April Fool's show is going to be a bit fact or fiction. So I'm going to give you either a statement or I'm going to tell you a story. And I'm going to give you some time at the end before I reveal to you which was either fact or fiction. So without any further ado, I'm going to begin. Let's start here. The start time for my show is a tribute to Kurt Henning. Once again, the start time to my show is a tribute to Kurt Henning. What do you think? Next I've got for you something that people would probably appreciate knowing me. This is one of the most interesting things that I've done. In fact, something I would actually have probably put into one of my stories. You'd enjoy it. It's the time that I ate three gallons of ice cream at a friend's kid's birthday party. It was amazing. A lot of fun. Uh, it was like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, everybody was having a great time. And as you know, I'm a guy who has considered himself nearly a competitive eater. In fact, I had plenty of opportunities where I had some fun eating 24-inch pizzas, 11 bowls of pasta at Olive Garden. And so, this unnamed friend of mine, who I won't get into any details like that because I don't like to put people out there, said, alright, I've heard these things a lot of times, but I actually want to see it. I didn't actually get to see you eat the pizza before. So, here we are, my kid's party, I got all this extra ice cream. Got like three gallons, four gallons, too much. I want to see just how much ice cream you can eat. I know you like chocolate, and I also know that you're not really the biggest vanilla fan, so I made sure not to keep any of that around. So here you go, I got a couple of gallons of chocolate, and I have some chocolate vanilla swirl, because you said you like that. And so he handed me all this ice cream, and he said, let's see what you got. So I sat down, and spoon after spoon after spoon after spoon, started eating it. And of course, 
I didn't want to be totally rude and break up the flow of the party, so I made sure to interact with people as I went along, but I always had this tub of ice cream with me, and bang, there went the chocolate one. And then comes the vanilla swirl one. I continued to do it, and I mean, man, at this point, this ice cream is just making my mouth completely numb, and I'm trying not to bite my tongue, because having eaten so much ice cream at one particular sitting was just mind-blowing. So, having done that first chocolate ice cream made my mouth just crazy cold, and I started shaking a little bit. you got to figure, it's now given myself a major sugar rush, because now I'm eating another gallon of ice cream right here, which is the chocolate swirl, which is one of my favorites as well, even more so than the chocolate. I think that the interaction between the, the swirl with the chocolate and the vanilla made it even better. I mean, I just always liked that one. Always one of my favorite ice creams to eat. And so I went and threw that down without much difficulty. And then this guy was just literally getting to me a little bit because he's like, I got even more for you. And I'm like, bro, it's like four o'clock and I've eaten nothing. I didn't get even a slice of that cake or any pizza. And I really wanted one of those because he bought the pizza from my favorite place because we were in the same area back in New Jersey. So he's like, well, you know what? I want to see you eat this ice cream. And I know that if you start eating pizza, you're not going to eat the ice cream. And so I'm like, all right, bro, here we go. He had another chocolate for me. And I mean, the only good part about it is the fact that the kid's birthday is in the summer. If it wasn't like June 14th, I'd have had a serious problem because I've said it a hundred times randomly, the best time to eat ice cream is in the winter because it doesn't melt. But when you're eating that much ice cream, you start getting cold. So to my advantage, it was warm outside, so it wasn't so, so bad. And then here I go eating this third thing of ice cream. And this fool decided to make this crazy announcement. I know if you've seen Phil sitting there eating nothing but ice cream, I gotta let you know, this guy is incredible. He has just eaten three gallons of ice cream, started at three o'clock, and now here we are at five, and he has finished three entire gallons of ice cream. People looked around and said, oh, you know what? He did have that ice cream with him the whole time. He didn't eat anything else. He didn't even drink anything for the fact. He just was eating ice cream. <laughs> you let me know if you think that I actually ate that three gallons of ice cream. Here I am, going to tell you about a fun event while I was working at um, one of the convenience stores. In fact, the only convenience store I worked at, which will be unnamed at the moment, to protect the innocent. <laughs> Here I was, 27, before I broke my ankle. I had gotten myself down into incredible shape again because I started doing a lot of crunches and one of the first times that I had stopped eating a lot of garbage foods and really focused on my health because I had been sick two years earlier and had gotten into really incredible shape for what it was. I mean, I had maintained a weight loss of like 90 pounds and I was just me doing more random stuff. And this is about as random as it gets. I had been looking at this countertop where the soda was located in this convenience store and it 
been there for years and it's probably I look at it I'm not there unfortunately to tell you how high it was but it was at least three feet maybe three and a half feet off the ground the top of the counter was and here I am working the overnight shift and I'm saying to myself I bet you I can make this because all this extra energy that I have and these random abilities that I've come up with as I've lost all this weight, I bet you I can just free jump, just stand in place and jump on this countertop. I bet you I can. And with the 27-year-old brain, it just seems like something that would be worth doing. So I look around and fortunately I'm the manager of the store. So it worked out. I'm, I'm, I'm in charge. So if anybody busts their butt, it's going to look on camera because here I am going to be that idiot doing that really intelligent thing. And so I looked at it, took a couple deep breaths, squatted down real low, stretched out a little bit, and I jumped that distance and made it. My goodness. If I didn't have size 14 shoes, I would have missed and just literally German suplexed myself on the ground. But I made it. I free jumped from the floor to the counter where the sodas were, where the soda machine was. One of the most impressive things I think I've ever done physically. Now my question to you is, do you believe that I actually did that? Now, everybody knows that I played a lot of sports throughout high school and when I was younger. And in my younger days, I actually was a fairly good center fielder in baseball. And from the time I was in second grade till the time I was in fourth grade, I was just fairly decent. I really was. I wasn't as good as I was when to become a track, but I was definitely probably better than I had ended my wrestling career. I mean, man... We had a 12-game season during that time, and it was pretty cool. I mean, not that I was going to be a major league player, but I was probably hitting somewhere in the middle of our team because I ended up batting, like, most of the time the manager would put me in between batting sixth and actually cleanup because I was really kind of fast. And he liked my speed running around the bases. I mean, man... My best season would have been in fourth grade. In that 12-game season, I had my best year for sure. I actually batted 272, stole 14 bases, and batted in 11 RBIs. And considering the short length of a season and the age that I was, I didn't do too bad. The year before, I was a little bit off because I wasn't quite the batter that I had become. I had just gotten some glasses and really paid attention to being able to see the ball a little better in fourth grade. So in third grade, my batting average was considerably worse. I was down to 241. But when I got on the base pads that year, I was actually more effective. They let me pinch run a few times. So I actually, instead of stealing 14 bases in my third grade, I was able to steal. What was it, man? It's been so long. I know it was more than 14. I only did 14 in that really good season because I was actually hitting the ball and I try not to get out. Um, oh, how many did I steal? That year I stole 24 because 
I was able to beat. Like I said, I was able to pinch run for a bunch of times because our cleanup hitter was batting around 280, 285 and had been playing baseball from the beginning of T-ball all the way through. And so they let me run for him if he didn't knock it out of the park because he was considerably slow. In fact, he's probably the slowest guy on the team. So I got to hit the bases when he got on if he only got a single. Now, what do you think about my baseball career? Was I Ken Griffey Jr., Ricky Henderson instead of Philip Henderson? You tell me. You figure it out. Next one. Well, I had only been relatively new in the city of Philadelphia. Maybe lived here for maybe like ah, at the time. only been here for maybe a year at the time. I was still working at a fast food restaurant at this point in time. My car had been down and I'd been taking public transportation virtually everywhere I went and found it fascinating, which is one of the things that I really love about the city of Philadelphia is, in fact, the public transportation system. Um, but on this particular day, this guy would be fortunate that I was actually on my way to work taking the public transportation because probably saved his life. As we were getting ready to cross the street at this crazy intersection off of Market Street. Here we go. Just got off the, um, the subway at this point because I had taken a trolley in because it was so close to my house at the time, it was easier to just take the trolley into Center City because this um, fast food restaurant I worked at was downtown considerable ways. And had I actually had a car at the time, it wouldn't make any sense to drive because parking would have been impossible, particularly when you consider how much money I was making. <laughs> so, as we're crossing the street, this crazy guy wasn't paying any attention whatsoever to what he was doing because he had, yeah, his cell phone in his hand, not making any connection with any human life. At the time, he must have been on Facebook, had to be, and he wasn't paying any attention, just scrolling up and down, liking things, liking things, liking things, and as fate would have it, he, this fool decided to cross the street just as a car decided to run the red light. I was able to grab him by the arm, pull him back. He looked at me funny, and then he saw the car go by, and he was just for a second taken back, just a little shaken for a minute. At first, he wasn't sure what was going on, but then he realized what I had done, turned around, thanked me. And we then crossed the street once the light changed green. That was an experience in a half. Probably the first time I got to save somebody's life. And fortunately for me, this guy didn't turn around to think that I was trying to do him harm as opposed to helping him. Now my question to you is, do you think that I actually am the hero? Was I wearing a cape and had an S on my chest that day? Here comes the last one. I almost drowned in the Atlantic Ocean. Do you think I really did that? 
do you think that happened? Let me know. And I'm going to give you a little bit of time, or considering the fact that this is in fact a podcast, I mean, I would recommend that if you really were interested in finding out which ones were fact or fiction, I would hit pause now, and I would go through it in my mind and think about it, maybe even go forward a little bit, not forward, go back a little bit and hear the stories again, and give it a minute to sort of decide whether you think some of this stuff was fact, some of it was fiction. I'll let you think about that. Okay, it's time for the big reveal. The first thing that I had said was, I came out with the statement that the start time for my show is a tribute to Kurt Henning. That is 100% fact. Kurt Henning was probably my favorite wrestler. And if you ever knew anything about Kurt Henning, watched any of his matches, he was known as Mr. Perfect. I'm the person who would be standing in a random place and somebody would say nobody's perfect and the first thing I would say without hesitation is Kurt Henning was because that's he called himself Mr. Perfect. Now the reason for my start, my, the start time of my show being a tribute to him is I start my show at 2.57 p.m. and whenever Mr. Perfect was introduced he would be introduced at a weight of 257 pounds. This one is 100% fact. Moving on to a fact that here I comes eating three gallons of ice cream. Now, if anyone knows that I actually was training and attempting to be a competitive eater and nearly was a competitive eater, you would know that some of my biggest and best achievements in this were never in any contests. They were just like this ice cream incident where I would have been at a place, at a position, and would have been eating large quantities of food. Now, I did in fact eat a 24-inch pizza in an hour. I also ate 26 and a half pancakes, and I ate 11 bowls of pasta at Olive Garden. You can check the archives where I have an entire show devoted to my near-competitive eating. But of course, had I actually eaten three gallons of ice cream, I would have definitely included that in that show. That's 100% fiction. I've never eaten that much ice cream. The most ice cream I've ever eaten in any given sitting is only a pint. I never went as far as eating three gallons of ice cream. Never happened. Sorry if you thought it did. The next one I came up with was a standing jump at a convenience store soda counter. Well, I'm going to let you know that before I broke my ankle, which would happen to have been a few months before this incident, because I was in fact 27 years old when I destroyed my ankle in August, I'm going to let you know that this is an absolute fact. And I was able to free jump onto the countertop where the soda machine was. I know now if you go into the convenience store that I work at, they have those new gimmicks where 
Coke has that random thing where you can just make all kinds of flavors and it's really cool. But before, they just had basic Coke machine, put your cup to it and get the soda. And the countertop was about three feet high. And just random thought passed through my head when I was working an overnight shift. I'm going to go ahead and see if I can jump. And of course, I made it. I had that kind of ability back then. Right now, at 43, I would never even attempt it, even though I'm probably in physically better shape, but in combination of me being a whole lot smarter, and this is now far past the time that I destroyed my ankle, I wouldn't want to put myself at jeopardy, but I definitely did free jump onto a soda counter that was like three feet tall. That's a fact. Next one was about my baseball career. Said I was an outstanding, or at least in my mind, an outstanding center fielder. Had a pretty decent batting average. It was really nice. Uh, 272, stole 14 bases in my best season, and I had 11 RBIs. Now you see, that would have happened if I created a baseball player on the show, but I never played baseball. I have never played baseball. I was a wrestler, I did track, and in fact, during the time that I had mentioned, between second grade and fourth grade, I actually was playing soccer at the time. And trust me, I was not the greatest soccer player either. Definitely was not Pele. You couldn't have confused me with David Beckham. In fact, I played defenseman. I was all the way back by the goalie, and I did in fact have amazing speed. I'm not going to pat myself on the back. I was fast, and... Because of that, I was able to make a few plays here and there. But the low light of my career in soccer was I actually scored an own goal. That was very humiliating, and it didn't help our cause because we were already behind anyway. Because none of the teams I was ever a part of were any good. But as far as baseball was concerned, nah. I was never going to be a Ricky Henderson because I never played baseball. This is 100% fiction. Now, to me being the ultimate superhero, saving someone from getting hit by a car on the side um, <clears throat> from the street, that never happened either. Yeah, I did take public transportation quite a bit going into Center City when I was working at a fast food restaurant. And yes, there were plenty of times where people just crossed the street against the light and almost got hit, but I never saved anyone from getting Never did it, because I tried to keep as low a profile as possible when I was downtown, walking the streets alone. I wasn't paying anybody any mind, and hopefully nobody was paying me any mind. I definitely didn't save anybody. It wasn't what I was about to do. Finally, the fact that I almost drowned in the Atlantic Ocean. Everybody who's listening to this show knows that I lived in New Jersey, and I very often talked about how I was never more than 20 minutes away from the beach. And you can't tell me that anybody who lived that close to the beach hasn't had a scare here or there, and of course I am that person who's had multiple. In fact, throughout my lifetime, I probably almost drowned four times. And those four times were split between pools and the Atlantic Ocean. But probably the most frightening if not possible opportunity for me to drown was in fact in the Atlantic Ocean. Undertow is real people. You got to be careful about it. 
And in case you don't know what it is, it's when you're in the ocean particularly, there's a wave that you usually see that goes above and that goes and splashes and hits the beach. But the undertow is a current or another wave that actually happens under the water that you can't see. And if you get caught in this undertow or undercurrent, this thing can literally drag you out to the ocean deep, like miles, and you'll never be seen again. It's very possible and particularly happens somewhere around, I'm going to say, chest height or even waist height. You can get caught in this thing and it can drag you out in the ocean. Not that I'm trying to scare you from going out there because I love the ocean. Would have done it a hundred times over again. But you just got to fight against it because if you let it take you, <laughs> there's been many a people who've drowned in the Atlantic Ocean, even in the areas in which it happened to me. And this particular incident happened in Long Beach Island when I was at a friend's party. I believe I was, mm, I don't know, 12 or so just out there. And I got caught up in it. But fortunately for me, I knew what to do and was able to avoid death. So hopefully you enjoyed this main event. And I enjoyed it. And I thought it was rather fun. My question to you is, how many of these did you actually figure out were true? And how many of these did you figure out were absolute fantasy? I hope you enjoyed it. Main event is over. Tick, tick. No, that's not how you end the show. It's not tick, tick, tick. It's ding, ding, ding. Gotta ring the bell. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for the Spear of the Week. All of you people who thought the show was going to come out on Saturday and was trying to listen to it and found out that it actually came out on Friday, probably look at me and say, you know what? I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. So without a doubt, it's me. I. Me. Phil. I am the Spear of the Week for getting you to think that the show was supposed to come on when it was and the fact that the show was supposed to be what it wasn't. Ha <laughs> ha. I'm the Spear of the Week. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I'm shutting down this April Fool's Fact or Fiction show. I hope you liked it. I loved it. Every second of it was fun to me. And my first question to you is, did you enjoy it? And if you did, how many of them did you guess? Let me know on Instagram, Philip Henderson, 5102, or on Twitter, which is at PissedPhil, two L's. Let me know if you got any of them right. I think that'd be fun to figure out. I don't know if I'm going to do this subject again, but if I don't, hopefully I gave you your fill of it. And I think that the fact that I did it on April Fool's and just try to fool everybody. That's just a lot of fun. Hopefully, everybody gets somebody on April Fools. It's just fun to do. It makes life interesting, I think. It really does. And I think that anybody who um, avoids the April Fools jokes, they're missing out on something. They really are because it lightens up the time, especially if you have to go to work. 
it definitely changes the way you think about things. And it's something fun to do. It really is. But as far as my words of wisdom today, I'm going to let you know that this show, in general, created the nature of Lee's words that I'm about to give you today. It's like being invited to a birthday party at a skating rink, but in reality, it's at a bowling alley. That's what I did to you. I told you that the show was going to be on Saturday, but it was really on Sunday. That's just what happened. Alright, I hope you had as much fun as I did. My name is Phil, and you just listened to the lit.